The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on Football Full Circle, the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. Time to set the stage for the final month of the NFL regular season. A full weekend of football, Joe Lisi. A triple header on Saturday. A full NFL Sunday slate. Games that have huge magnifications and ramifications, rather, for the playoff pace in the National Football League. And, Joe, we saw some of that to start off Week 15 in the final month of this NFL regular season on a Thursday night in Seattle. The San Francisco 49ers, officially the hottest team in the NFL. They have won seven straight games. They go on the road to Seattle. They cover as a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a 21-13 to victory, Joe, to clinch the NFC West divisional crown. And Mr. Irrelevant, the rookie in Brock Purdy out of Iowa State, very relevant, Joe Lisi. It was that Cyhawk connection with his tight end, George Kittle, of course, an alum of Iowa, that proved to be the difference. Two passing scores between them. Christian McCaffrey adds the third, 21-13, as that San Fran defense steps up once again. Yeah, great win. And this game was won in the trenches, Ben, in in regards to the rushing attack of San Francisco in the front seven in terms of the defensive front for the 49ers with Bosa at the helm because they pressured Geno Smith early and often. He didn't have time to locate his receivers. A lot of the throws were underneath. And when your team builds a double-digit lead, especially on the road, and that front seven rears its head back, it's going to be very difficult to knock off the San Francisco 49ers. They have an ability to dictate the tempo and jump up early. And you know what? Brock Purdy has played well now in three straight games. He shows poise. He shows an understanding in terms of the scheme and system. And that's what you want from Shanahan and the crew. They're heading and peaking at just the right time in the season. Hopefully now they can continue the momentum. I still think this is not a complete team in terms of a playoff scenario where they get to the championship because I think the loss of Debo will hurt them in critical moments, but only time will tell. It's interesting, Joe, because they look like a very deep team and very thorough throughout the roster at this moment. And we're going to focus on Brock Purdy. And we're going to focus on another big night for Christian McCaffrey and how vital that offense is when George Kittle is at his best as he was last night. But really the story for San Francisco, as you parse through everything, Joe, is that defense, the best scoring defense in the league, the best total defense in the league, the best rushing defense in the league. They give up the least amount of explosive plays 
per game as well. That can carry them, in my opinion, at least at least to an appearance in the NFC Championship game, Joe. A team that is allowing just 15 points per game at this moment. Again, the best mark in all of the National Football League, holding a Seattle offense, Joe, that averaged nearly 26 points per game this year to just 13 on a Thursday night at home when the Seahawks also needed that game to stay in the heap of that postseason race. So, yes, Brock Purdy was sensational and has been so far. And yes, Christian McCaffrey looks really, really good in this Kyle Shanahan offense where he continuously proves why he is one of the brighter offensive minds in all of the sport. But the defense, Joe, led by D'Amico Ryans, that is what I think will continue to lead San Francisco and I think will bring them to a deep postseason run. Yeah, I mean, D'Amico Ryans should get a head coaching opportunity at some point, right? I mean, the former Alabama linebacker and Tennessee Titan has done a fantastic job. I mean, he just puts his defense in in an area to perform, and that's what he does. He breaks down game from, and he really exploits the weaknesses of opposing offensive lines and, more importantly, opposing quarterbacks. That's what he did with Geno Smith last night. You know, the ability to get pressure, we always talk about that, is so critical in terms of the NFL. When a quarterback has time, he could go through the progressions and obviously tear apart your secondary. Last night, this game, like I said, was won by the front seven of the San Francisco 49ers. And to take it a step further, yes, the defense can carry you to a certain point. But if the running game isn't there, right, especially on the road, then that puts the pressure on Brock Purdy, right? And more importantly, we haven't seen this team to this point play from a deficit with Brock Purdy at the helm. They've been able shown the ability to run the football, jump up early, and then obviously it's status quo and rely on the defense. What happens when that doesn't happen? That'll give us the true test about whether Brack Purdy can lead this team to an NFC championship. And that might happen, but you also have to give credit to the 49ers. The reason it hasn't happened is because of how dominant they have been with Brock Purdy under center. And the ground game has looked good. A buck 70 last night. Christian McCaffrey, 108 yards on the ground. Jordan Mason ran the ball only four times and totaled 64 yards, thanks to a long 55-yard dash. And that defense limits the opponents from scoring to ever give them an advantage in a football game as well. Brock Purdy, 17 of 26 on Thursday to start week. 15 for 217 yards and again both of his two passing scores to his former college rival in George Kittle I'm not sure if they overlapped Kittle was drafted in 2017 Brock Purdy was a veteran at Iowa State for quite some time of course the last pick of the 2022 NFL draft that's why he earned the name Mr. Irrelevant but very very relevant right now as the Niners clinch the NFC West more FFC up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back on FFC Live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Joe Lisi, a huge weekend of football. We are only two weeks away from the college football playoff semifinals. The first game up in the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix. It is number two Michigan and number three TCU. The nightcap at the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Maybe a virtual home game for Georgia, but there's a lot of Ohio State fans that have already booked their tickets to that matchup. It's number one, Georgia, the reigning national champs against number four, Ohio State. Joe, let's start with the first game up, the Fiesta Bowl. It kicks us off on New Year's Eve around a 4 p.m. Eastern time kick because that's the game, Joe. We've seen the most movement in. Michigan opened as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under was at 57-and-a-half. It worked down to 56 in a hook. And now, Joe, that total currently stands at 58-and-a-half. I think it's an interesting discussion, Lisey. And the reason we're having it now is to forecast what we expect over the span of these next two weeks, how these numbers will change, if at all, in what direction they might go. Joe, how are you evaluating the college football playoff at the moment? Well, I think, uh, and and this goes to all bowls, right? I go more on the matchups and schemes and, and the football aspect and the numbers, right? So when you look at this ball game with Michigan and TCU, it, it, they're going to make no bones about it. Michigan wants to run the football right down TCU's throat, and if they can do that, guess what? They're going to win the ball game. They're going to cover fairly easy in this ball game. I think it's it's, it's imperative for TCU to score first with Max Delgan at the helm and show Michigan some different looks, and I think that's where I give the edge to Sonny Dykes. Nobody's expecting TCU to step up. They're 18-1 to to win the college football playoff, right? There's only Hmm. four teams left in it, right? And they're one of the four, so I think the ability to out-scheme Michigan, show them different looks that maybe they haven't seen on film, the ability to have Max Duggan on the perimeter, because Michigan, playing in the Big Ten, really hasn't seen a lot of mobile quarterbacks, at least in terms of the RPO game, that's where TCU TCU possibly has an advantage, and I still think the underdog role favors TCU. They don't have to win. They just got to cover the 7.5, and, and I'm inclined to take the Horn Frogs right here, right now, even though the line's moved off the 9.5 in terms of this matchup. It's really interesting, right, Joe? And I think that's a good point you bring up. Is the line going to move anymore? 
you see that early line movement, the excitement around the reveal of the top four, although at the conclusion of conference championship weekend, we pretty much felt like we knew who the four teams were going to be, and we were pretty certain of what that exact order would look like. So we have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, and Ohio State 4. And once those games were revealed, Joe, then you get that early attention. All right, here's the 9.5-point spread in favor of Michigan. Oh, my God. Have we not watched TCU still overlooked by the markets, still undervalued? Valued by the odds makers all year. Let's move this number quickly. Now it's settled here at seven and a half. It moved early eight and a half the next day, and within pretty much forty-eight hours, Joe, it's been here a hook north of a touchdown. Will it dip below seven as we get closer in the four days leading up to New Year's Eve? After everybody wraps up their Christmas celebrations, and we get to the twenty-eighth, and the twenty-ninth, and the thirtieth, does that line continue to move more? Because if it does, Joe, and you want to back the underdog in the Horn Frogs. I think it's a great angle to look. A team that was 9-3-1 against the spread this year. A team that was 2-1 both straight up and against the spread as an underdog. They closed as a dog just barely in that Big 12 championship game against K-State. Of course, going to overtime, losing by three and did not cover as a slight one-and-a-half point underdog. But a TCU team that has really performed differently than the odds have expected them to all year long. So it's a great idea that if you want to back the underdog if you think the Horn Frogs are the right side to at least keep this game within margin and competitive you still have that time to hop in when you have the hook in your favor as we look at a key number of a touchdown for a game expected to be as competitive as a college football playoff semifinal Joe with that being said this is now the ninth year of the CFP so in the previous eight Years, of course, we have seen 16 semifinals in total. The average margin of victory is pretty much three touchdowns. It's a Mm -hmm. very, very large number. So although we might see a spread around a touchdown for both of these games, and they could be, by that standard then, Joe, more competitive than what we had seen in years past. If TCU is blown out, do not use it as a reason to try to go back and say the Horned Frogs should not have been there. See, we were right all year long. Do not do that because that has been the case time and again in the history of the college football playoff. Now, Joe, let's flip it over to the Peach Bowl. The number has remained at 6.5 in favor of Georgia. The total has started to work its way up just a tad. It's now an over-under of 62.5. Joe, let's start there with the scoring output we can expect. Georgia entered conference championship weekend as the nation's top scoring defense for a second consecutive year. Ohio State is the second best scoring offense in the country despite only mustering up a field goal in the second half of the game against Michigan when that Ohio State offense finally needed to prove its worth. Joe, as you look at the total and you correlate it to the spread of six and a half in favor of the dogs, do you think that Ohio State wins this football game if the number stays under? Yeah, I, I do. I, they, and they can win that type of game. I mean, let's not forget when they played Clemson in Arizona, it was an under uh, for the most part before that game opened up in terms of the second half. They could still win an under in terms of this matchup. I think it's critical to understand that, you know, they have four weeks of preparation. They have possibly the best quarterback in this matchup, right? Even though C.J. Stroud didn't play well against Michigan's defense, he is the best quarterback uh, going toe-to-toe with Stetson Bennett. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If he 
he's hot, this is going to be a ball game. And I think that 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 is the scenario that will play out for Ohio State to win this ball game. You got to believe that if they could score first, dictate the tempo, and challenge Georgia's defense over the top, they're going to be in it. But I will say this: think about this. Georgia faced Oregon. Georgia faced Tennessee. Right? Those teams, in my opinion, were not built to challenge the Georgia defense. Why? Because Hyatt was a one-man show in terms of Tennessee. Outside that, the secondary receivers were non-existent. Oregon had a first-year head coach with a new offensive coordinator, and they still didn't show consistency in terms of the passing attack with a new quarterback. C.J. Stroud, Ryan Day, and those wide receivers, even without Travion Henderson, you give them four weeks of preparation, that's a benefit to that offense as opposed to Georgia. I think it comes down to speed. I think Ohio State has the speed. And again, this comes down to look at the way Georgia struggled against Alabama last year in the SEC championship. That's the same recipe to beat Georgia this year, and I think Ohio State does it. I'm picking Ohio State to play in the national championship game. Joe, I have said it all season long that if the Buckeyes ranked in the top 15 in the main defensive metrics of this season, Ohio State would at the very least play in the national championship game. Now, we saw Ohio State struggle with some of the same things they did last year against Michigan, certainly in that second half on the ground, physically dominated up front. But Ryan Day has called this a second lease on life for his Ohio State program. And we know, Joe, that he has a month to make those adjustments. And yes, Stetson Bennett has been efficient this year, certainly in the biggest step up in competition for Georgia. You think about their biggest games, huge against Oregon in the opener, a great game against Tennessee in Athens, a very big game in the SEC title game as well against LSU. But, Joe, if they're still going to focus on running the football with guys like Kenny McIntosh, and you have given us the stat all year long, Georgia's probably, what, now 43-0 and or 44-0 and straight up when they run for at least 200 yards, which is what Michigan did against Ohio State, 252 on the ground in that matchup to end out the regular season. Then Georgia's going to have some success. But now you have Jim Knowles and the Ohio State defensive staff trying to make those adjustments from what led them to faltering against the maize and blue. I think it's a fascinating matchup where the Buckeyes defense, Joe, as you highlighted, could be as big of a factor as the second best scoring offense in the country, led by C.J. Stroud. Sure, no Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he really hasn't been there all year long. You still have Emeka Ibuka, and you still have Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. Plenty more to come on Football Full Circle next on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Joe Lisi is here. Ben Stevens is here. That is me. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. Joe, a very important time in the National Football League as we get going here in week number 15. And some big news to end out the week. Mike White was not cleared by Jets team doctors to get the start against the Detroit Lions. Of course, last week, Joe, in Buffalo, he had to exit the game twice after taking some huge hits, including one that makes my ribs hurt even looking at it from the Bills linebacker in Matt Milano. Apparently, he is not healthy enough to play in this football game. So Zach Wilson, Joe Lisi, who was elevated to the backup earlier this week, is now slated to get the start against the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon in MetLife. And, Joe, we have now seen this line move through zero twice in the past 24 hours, three times in total this week. The Jets opened up as a short favorite, laying a point and a half. Then it flipped over to the Lions being favored earlier this week. And then in the last 24 hours, Joe, entering Friday morning, getting things going, Gang Green once again a one and a half point favorite. After the news on Mike White being out and Zach Wilson now in, the line has flipped past zero one more time to Detroit, to the to Detroit's favored side of thing. The Lions now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So, Joe, with Mike White not being available and Zach Wilson back as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, how do you evaluate this matchup against Detroit? Now, I still like the Jets, I'm going to say, and I'm going to buy in to Zach Wilson one more time just because I don't know if Detroit's going to be able to run the football on the front seven of the New York Jets, and I think that's the recipe to win this ball game. I still think the secondary led by Sauce Gardner can contain Jared Goff enough, force them to work down the field, and can Zach Wilson give you enough in terms of the passing game to eke this win out? Now an underdog at plus one and a half, plus 106 on the money line. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to buy into the overreaction because it comes more into what I believe Detroit can't do on the road as opposed to what Zach Wilson can do and I still think Mm. the better, more complete defense is the New York Jets and that's why I think they pulled this ball game out. I do feel though that it is an under now, obviously without Mike White at the helm. 43 and a half is that total. It was 44 and a half at least briefly when Mike White was making the start. Joe, I think it's interesting now to compare these quarterbacks. A former number one overall pick in Jared Goff, of course, a former number two overall pick just two drafts ago in Zach Wilson, now in his second year in the National Football League. As our good friend Joe Pisapia told me earlier on Friday, Joe Lisi, Jared Goff is an indoor cat. 
Of course, he plays for the Lions, so that is an innuendo of sorts there. Maybe not an innuendo, but a play on words because Joe Jared Goff has played for two teams in his NFL career. The Los Angeles Rams, of course, a warm weather team that when Jared got there, they were playing outside in the Coliseum, but even in SoFi. And then Joe, after that, now playing for the Detroit Lions. Of course, Detroit is a cold weather city, but they play inside a covered stadium at four field. Jared Goff has played outside in temperatures anywhere from 20 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit six times in his career. His completion percentage drops to just about 50%. It's going to be cold and maybe windy and blustery and rainy in New York slash New Jersey on Sunday afternoon. Something to keep in mind when you compare these two quarterbacks for Sunday. Joe, there's three games on Saturday that we have already discussed, so let's run through the Sunday slate. A big one in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons in New Orleans against the Saints. Joe, somehow, some way, both of these teams still theoretically in contention for a divisional title because all four teams in the South Division in the NFC are below 500. The Falcons are only one game back of the Bucs. The Saints are two games back of Tampa Bay, but they lost the season series against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, so that would be a huge ground and huge for them to make up from the standings perspective. Joe, the Saints, a four-point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. How do you break down this matchup? Yeah, I give the edge to New Orleans because of the defense led by Dennis Allen. I'm, I know Desmond Ritter gets the start. I know there's optimism with the Atlanta Falcons. And, and typically Atlanta, last time they were there, they pulled out the victory last year, 29-27. But at the end of the day, this is going to come down to the defense of the New Orleans Saints. Even though Ritter's mobile, I think they could force some turnovers playing at home. They have the veteran quarterback. I just think they grind out a victory here. I don't think it'll be pretty. But at the end of the day, I think they can win this ball game 17-6. Ben, cover the number and we go under the total. I don't think it's going to be a shootout over the 43 and a half and I think there will be growing pains with Ritter. As as much upside as he has, he's not an elite quarterback in terms of the passing game and that's the one thing I think he'll learn. This is an above average defense, especially with Dennis Allen calling the shot. So again, they're going to show him different looks and that's where I give the advantage to the New Orleans Saints in this ballgame. Desmond Ritter's first NFL career start. Joe, a 5-8 Atlanta team entering the final month of the regular season. Just on paper, you would say, yeah, that's a prime start for a young rookie quarterback to make to figure out what this franchise has moving forward. If we would have said Atlanta at 5-8 entering Week 15, Joe, before the year got underway, nobody would have been surprised. Certainly on track to be around their team win total that was 4.5 entering the year. They could lose 4 straight and finish 5-12 and 12 and just barely go over that preseason win total. But Joe, this is a 5-8 and eight Falcons team still in the thick of a divisional title race. So it makes it that much more complicated for Sunday afternoon in the Big Easy in New Orleans. That's a 4-point spread. How about adding on 10 points to that, Joe? A 14-point spread in favor of the Chiefs on the road in Houston against the Texans with a victory, and that would just be outright, which Casey on the money line is minus 950. The Chiefs will win the AFC West, Joe, for a seventh consecutive year. But let's focus on the spread because, as we know, Kansas City likely to win this football game at least outright. The Texans gave the Cowboys all they could handle as a 17-and-a-half-point underdog in Dallas just last weekend. Joe, do you think Houston can replicate a similar performance keeping this game well within that two-touchdown margin? 
Absolutely not. I think they get oh, absolutely no. boat raced in this ballgame. We talked about I thought that Houston would cover last week. Why? Because it's Dallas. It's an interstate type of game. If they're going to get up for one game, it would be the Dallas Cowboys, and they did. They pushed them to the limit. Also, the fact that Dallas was on pretty a pretty good three-game stretch, right? We talk about getting up week-to-week week in the college game. Same thing for the NFL game. You're staring at a 17-and-a-half-point favorite, and you know your, your dog is dead and buried in terms of the Houston. Houston Texans, they sort of walk through the motions. I don't think Kansas City will do that in this ballgame. Kansas City stepped up. They put up over 30 points against one of the better defenses in terms of the AFC. Pat Mahomes was on fire. Kelsey got involved. They got McKinnon involved in terms of the screen game and the short intermediate passing game. I think they put up a 40 spot on Houston. I don't think they're going to mess around with the ability to win and everything in front of them, the AFC West title. I think they boat race the Texans in a big way. I think they win this game 20-plus Sunday afternoon. Joe, there's a lot of motivation still for Kansas City outside of wrapping up another divisional crown. Again, that would be seven straight for the Chiefs. They were plus 155 entering this year. Somehow, some way, the Kansas City Chiefs priced with a plus money number because the Chargers were going to challenge them. The Broncos were going to be good. Good one, odds makers out there. Give some respect to KC atop this division. But outside of just the division, and winning it, Joe, and making sure you host a playoff game, Kansas City still very much in the running with Buffalo of being the AFC's top overall seed. The Bills, a seven-point favorite against the uh, excuse me against the Miami Dolphins on Saturday, but that's a tough, tough divisional game. KC has the hardest, excuse me, the easiest remaining schedule the rest of the way here in the final month of this NFL regular season. Another big spread, Joe, for the NFL's best team. The 12-1 Philadelphia Eagles head to Chicago on Sunday as nine-point favorites. It is expected to be about 15 degrees at kick with winds that sustain around 20 to 25 miles per hour all day long at Soldier Field. Joe, I think the ground game will be huge for the Birds. They have the second-best rushing offense in the National Football League. Yeah, so you would think that Philly's going to win. I think this is a tough spot for Philly to, to cover this line. I like the Bears, whether Justin Fields plays or not. It is back-to-back row games. They laid a 7.5-point number, one by 20-plus over the New York Giants, ran in the second half. But I think it's going to be difficult. It's on grass. I think that'll matter just a little bit in terms of this matchup, even though Philly is a grass team. I think the weather elements. And I think Chicago could put up some points. I don't know if they're going to just bow down the way they the New York defense did in the second half of that matchup. I give the advantage to the front seven of Chicago playing at home. You want to give me almost 10 points with a home dog in terms of this matchup with a back-to-back row games for the best team in the NFL? I'll take my chances. I think Chicago will be in this number from start to finish Sunday afternoon. It will be interesting, Joe, to see if Justin Fields plays in this game. He's been battling an illness all week under the weather. We will see what his status is for Sunday against the Birds. An over-under, by the way, at 48.5. Chicago entered the bye week last week, playing seven straight overs. Philly has gone over in seven of their last eight games. Joe, some news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett listed as doubtful after he exited last week's game in concussion protocol against the Ravens. He is probably not going to play then against the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. That should be a huge bump for the Panthers, Joe. A three-point favorite at home. The total at 37.5. If Carolina wins this game, Joe, and Tampa Bay loses later on Sunday, it will be the Panthers in the first place spot in the NFC South. 
It's amazing, right? So the Carolina Panthers and Steve Wilkes have resurrected the season. They have an opportunity. If Pickett doesn't go, it'll be Mason Rudolph, right? That's the way we're looking. I heard it's Rudolph. So if it's Rudolph or whoever, if it is Trubisky, I still like Pittsburgh here. I think Pittsburgh is the right side. I think they win the ball game outright. Mitchell Trubisky, who threw three interceptions, filling in for Kenny Pickett last week against the Ravens, against this Carolina team that really needs this football game. As you look at the divisional odds in the NFC South, by the way, the Bucks still the heavy odds on favorite, minus 320, but the Panthers, plus 400. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. We keep ripping through the Week 15 Sunday slate in the National Football League, now embarking on the final month of this NFL regular season. Joe, Dallas is in Duval, as in Duval County. The Cowboys head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. This line is at four. It opened at four. It got to four and a half. Now it's just four in favor of the Cowboys. An over-under that stands at 48 total points. Joe, last week, Dallas, like we mentioned earlier in the show, a 17-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Texans. They escape. They survive with a 27-23 victory, their 10th win of the year. They have the second-best record in the National Football League alongside the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Vikings. The Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely throttle the Tennessee Titans on the road in Nashville, Joe, keeping the Jags' hopes of maybe an AFC South divisional crown still very much in play. So, Joe, with both of these teams headed into this football game where they stand, how do you evaluate the matchup? Uh, I think it's a it's a dominant Cowboys win. Again, I don't know if the offensive line for Jacksonville holds up against the front seven led by Micah Parsons. And to me, that is whether or not Jacksonville covers and more importantly wins this ballgame. Again, Trevor Lawrence needs time. I think Cowboys hold a significant advantage. I think they can run the football. And I think if it is a shootout, that the Cowboys... 
Cowboys put up maybe 35 points in this ballgame. I don't know if it'll be lower scoring in terms of this matchup. And at the end of the day, I got to go with a more complete team. I think Dallas will be primed and ready. Forget last week. Last week was just an anomaly, in my opinion. This is the game that the Dallas Cowboys will show out playing on the road in Florida. Again, I th- I'm calling for a double-digit win. I know Jacksonville has stepped up, but they're not as close as people think. I still think they're a year or two away, and I think Dallas rolls in this matchup. This is one of my better bets for this coming weekend. Joe, we've talked about this game a few times this week and what it all means. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, a 17.5-point favorite last week against Houston. Joe, it was the largest spread of the weekend, of course. It's one of the, if not the largest spread that we have seen all year long in this NFL season. And we thought, Joe, there was a potential the Cowboys could even cover that number because they entered winning five of their last six and the margin of victory in those five wins was nearly 24 points per game. So if there is a blowout in store, it would not be anything new for the Cowboys in the last month and a half or so. But Jacksonville is playing some really good football. They've been a confusing team at time, Joe, to come back from where they were in that game against uh They were playing the Baltimore Ravens. It was that big comeback. Doug Peterson goes for two. They get the victory. Then they lay a dud the next weekend. Then they respond with a huge win in a big way to keep their hopes of the division title still very much there against a divisional foe in Tennessee. So speaking of those Titans, Joe, they're still a minus 550 favorite is Tennessee right now to win the AFC South. But the Titans, like their competitors in the Jaguars in the division, also an underdog this weekend. Tennessee, though, on the road in Los Angeles, they are getting three points from the L.A. Chargers. Both of these teams, Joe, very much in the playoff hunt right now. The Titans trying to win the AFC South division for a second consecutive year. The Bolts looking to hone in on one of those final AFC. FC wildcard spots. It's a three-point spread, Joe. What's the approach? Uh, again, run the football with Derrick Henry. I love this game, and again, this is another one of my better bets. I like the Titans here. Even though it seems like they're up against it, they haven't played well, I think this is an area where they can eat in this ballgame. I, I really do in terms of this matchup. We'll see how it plays out, but I like the Titans in this ballgame. It could be a big day. It really could be a big day for Derrick Henry, Joe. He was held to less than 40 rushing yards in two consecutive games for Tennessee on uh, this three-game losing skid they find themselves in currently. He finally got back over 100 last week for Tennessee against Jacksonville, finishing with 117 yards on the ground, but albeit in a 14-point loss. What does that look like this week against the Chargers team that offensively Joe looked a lot better with both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field together in a huge win on Sunday night football against the Dolphins. Currently Joe, the Chargers are 7-6. and six. They are minus 170 to make the postseason in the AFC but they do not hold that 7th and final AFC postseason spot. That is as of right now, the New England Patriots who are on the road in the desert on Sunday Joe, taking on the Los Vegas Raiders. Vegas, a very short one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The Raiders, Joe, pretty much lost any opportunity of being a playoff team as they allowed Baker Mayfield to come back from down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter on Thursday night in Week 14, but they're still the favored side here, Joe. It's Josh McDaniels, the first-year head coach in Las Vegas, against his former boss in Bill Belichick. Joe, knowing the Patriots trying to hold on to that seventh and final AFC playoff spot, What do you think that does for this football game? 
Well, do we know the Patriots stayed out there, right? I would hope yeah. they had the Monday night game in Arizona and then obviously a short week they, they play the, the Raiders. I hope they stayed out on the West Coast. Yeah. I still think this is an opportunity for Las Vegas to challenge the secondary over the top. I'm not sold on New England from a defensive perspective. Again, obviously Kyler Murray gets hurt in the third play of the game. I think affected that outcome last week. But I think they could be, you know, torn apart. I really do. And, and it comes down to, is Las Vegas going to be motivated after how they blew that game last week, or are they going to fold? If they have any mental resolve, they step up and they just throw it 50 times in this matchup and allow Devontae Adams to eat and abuse a weaker, older secondary in terms of the New England Patriots. I expect that to happen. I'm going to buy into Derek Carr and Devontae Adams one more time, laying Mm. a short number at home. I think they win this ballgame. I don't like the fact that it is back-to-back road games for New England, and I still think They're a little bit one-dimensional from an offensive perspective. Ramondre Stevenson, Joe, did leave that Monday night football game early in the opening half as well. We'll see what his injury status is as we get closer to Sunday. There is the odds expectation, Joe, like we mentioned, with L.A. being a minus 170 favorite in New England's price has been off the board for a few days, but they were plus 250 ahead of the win over the Cardinals on Monday night that the Chargers are that third and final AFC wildcard team, and the Patriots will soon give out. The Pats are a slight underdog this week. Then they play against Cincinnati next weekend, and they end their regular season with two tough divisional tests against both Miami and Buffalo, but we'll see where Buffalo stands in that final week of the regular season if they need that game for postseason positioning and what it all looks like. Joe, elsewhere... As we go through the NFL Sunday slate, of course, we mentioned the Raiders losing on the, or excuse me, the Raiders lose to the LA Rams, but the Patriots lose. I'm all over the place, Joe. The, the Raiders Patriots lost win against right, the, Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders lost to the Rams. The Patriots beat the Cardinals. Holy heck, my mind is a clutter right now. But we are here, Joe, with the transition point being Sunday in the Mile High City. The Denver Broncos, a three-point favorite against those Arizona Cardinals. I was trying to make my way to this matchup. A total, Joe, at 37 and a half. It's a very interesting game for me. It's one of my favorite bets of the weekend. I love Arizona in this spot. We know that Colt McCoy is the starter now for the cards the rest of the way, that Kyler Murray has suffered the torn ACL and will miss the remainder of this season. But we're not sure, Joe, who the quarterback is going to be for Denver. Russell Wilson left that game against Kansas City last Sunday in concussion protocol. He remains in the protocol. He has practiced practiced on a very limited basis so far this week. If it turns out to be Brett Rippon making the start for Denver, that line's not going to be three. And even if it is, Joe, I don't care if Russ is out there. I don't care that Denver was down 27-zip against the Chiefs and finally looked like they had some kind of offensive momentum to make it a game when they were down by four scores, so they had to just throw it all over the yard. I don't care. Denver shouldn't be laying a number to anybody. Arizona is going to cover this game, Joe, and I think Arizona might win outright because Colt McCoy has made five starts for Kyler Murray in the last two years. He is 3-2 and straight up, all three of those victories coming outright as an underdog. Give me some more of that Colt magic against the Broncos on Sunday. 
Well, you bring up great points. The only Thanks. I'm not going to bet this game. I will say that. I have no faith in either side. I will just say the one thing I am hesitant about, Ben, is obviously the weather in terms of an indoor type of team, West Coast going now to Denver. Is it a little chilly? Are the elements there? How does Colt McCoy be affected in terms of that? And, you know, there's been times where... Arizona just seems like they could walk out there and just dominate, and they just never do. It really falls on Kingsbury. They just never seem motivated. So are you going to go with the better defense here in terms of the Denver Broncos, even though they had a bad performance against, obviously, one of the best offenses in the AFC? Are you going to buy into the backup quarterback in terms of Colt McCoy? If I had to bet this game, I would hesitantly lay it with uh, with Denver and lean to the under just because I'm not sold on whether Arizona is going to show up if the weather is, let's just say, under 40 degrees. Okay, I do hear that point for a team making their way to a colder weather environment where we have seen weather be a huge impact all week long across the states and certainly will play an impact into Sunday slate and all weekend long in the National Football League. All right, Joe, two more games to get to on the Sunday slate. A huge one in Tampa Bay for both the Buccaneers and the Bengals. Cincy, a three and a half point favorite, Joe. Cincinnati has won five straight games. They have covered in 10 of their last 11. They visit Tampa as a three and a half point favorite. And frankly, Joe, I think the only reason it's just three and a half points is because there is still an expectation that Tom Brady will figure something out offensively and there is still very much the idea the Buccaneers need this game to stay atop the NFC South. Joe, what is the breakdown here between Cincy and Tampa Bay? Well, the breakdown is, uh, do you smell blood in the water? And what I mean by that is Cincinnati has the killer instinct right now, right? They are rolling, knocking down everybody they play. They stepped up yet again against Cleveland, a team that they were 0-4 of in terms of Joe Burrow, and they found a way to just grind out that victory. Now you have a beaten-down team in the Tampa Bay Bucks that got abused on the offensive defensive lines by San Francisco. Show Just show no mercy. Just go in there and dominate the way you should. You have the better quarterback here. Yes, I said it. Joe Burrow is much more consistent than Tom Brady right now. And he is peaking while Tom Brady maybe is on the decline slightly. So I think Cincinnati wins this matchup. Again, you're only asking them to win by four. That's 28-24. That's all they have to do. They're laying three and a half. I think they do it. I think they force some turnovers. And I think Burrow puts up maybe three or four touchdowns on that secondary. I agree, Joe. I mean, again, the the idea of this spread being at three and a half and only three and a half is Tom Brady. It is the preseason perception of Tampa Bay. This is a playoff game for the Buccaneers virtually, Joe, because, yes, they're scheduled at the end of the year. They still have to play Carolina. They still have to play Atlanta. Those two games are probably going to ultimately have more of a determining, uh, determining fact on the NFC South than this game does against Cincinnati this weekend. But it's a playoff game because if the Bucs win, they might wrap up the division this weekend with getting back to an even 500-7-7 record. But I don't think, Joe, if you were to look at these two teams on paper or with your eyes on the field right now, that this should be a three-and-a-half-point spread. By the way, 
The Baltimore Ravens, an underdog against the Cleveland Browns this weekend on Saturday. Cincy is favored on the road. If those odds hold, the Bengals would take the lead in the AFC North division. They're still plus money at this moment. We round out the show on the other side of the break, up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Just a few more minutes left right here on Football Full Circle before we send you into your Sunday slate in the National Football League. Sunday Night Football, Joe, is going to be a good one. Two teams that are very evenly matched, both in record, 7-5-1, and and that one being the other reason things are all square between the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. Because just two Sundays ago, Joe, a tie between Washington and New York at MetLife, 20-20, the final score. The Commanders were a slight two-and-a-half-point road favorite in that game, so New York gets the cover. That is the only game, Joe, so far this year. The Commanders have not covered as a favorite. Four-and-one ATS when booked as a favorite. They are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home in Landover on Sunday night. Joe, with all the stakes in this football game between the Commanders and the Giants and the postseason ramifications, what do you expect to see? I expect Washington to step up, and I said it before, they win this ballgame by double digits. And people, double digits, yeah, 10, 13, could be a one-score game, the the whole game, and then they tack on a field goal or a late touchdown to cover and and win by double digits. I believe the better quarterback is Taylor Heineke. The offense has an identity. They have better playmakers, and that defense has kept them in ballgames. Taylor Heineke has really resurrected this team right now, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. I buy it. into him more than I buy into Daniel Jones. So I'm laying the four and a half with Washington in this ballgame. Laying the four and a half with the commanders. Joe, where things stand right now, Washington is a minus 188 favorite to get into the postseason. The New York Giants on the outside looking in from the odds perspective at plus 110, but all four NFC East teams, if the season ended today, entering week 15, of course it does not, 
would be playoff teams at this moment. Philly winning the division, Dallas, Washington, New York, the three wild card teams in the NFC. Joe Lisi, I'll see you on Saturday morning on College Football Today. Everybody else, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. The Money Line follows us here on Sports Grid Radio. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.